I am a mechanical man. A mechanical man, and I do the best I can because I have my family. I am a mechanical boy. I am my mother's toy. And I play in the backyard sometimes. I am a mechanical boy. Mocked up through confusion The future Welcome to another episode of Z-List Radio. This is Ro Hurley. I have my co-host, Chris Otto, here. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. How are you? Good. Cool. So, um, let's just jump right in. John Hughes has died. Do you know who he was? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he, he came up with all those teen teen angst movies in the 80s and then he supposedly left Hollywood because of what he felt Hollywood had done to John Candy and he didn't want his kids to grow up in that atmosphere or whatever so he hasn't made a movie in like 20 years really I've never heard that before yeah I read that um, on on actually someone posted letters that he had written to them and it was in one of the letters so it was like his handwriting but um yeah, he felt that he felt that the studios drove because John Candy starred in two of his movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and then the Uncle Buck movie was also yeah. John Hughes. But what about what he did to Macaulay Culkin? I think that's a lot worse. What did he do? I don't know. Made him whatever he is today. <laughs> Actually, I think that was Macaulay's parents, and specifically his father. They're all kind of they, they were all kind of pushed into Hollywood, kind of like the Phoenixes, you know, River Phoenix and Joaquin Phoenix and Rain Phoenix and all those guys. But, um, okay, so John Hughes died suddenly of a heart attack. Also dead, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, who is the sister of JFK, the mother of Maria Shriver, mother-in-law to the governor, and also founder of the Special Olympics in honor of her retarded sister, Rosemary. So... Both of them are dead. Paula Abdul, gone from American Idol. Um, What's she going to do now? Go to, like, Dancing with the Stars, I think I heard? Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's kind of funny, though, because Paula Abdul, uh, I think they offered her $7 million a year. I would take that shit, because she was worthless as shit on American Idol. Oh, she was her career had been over for like what twenty years? Yeah, I mean, so what if if Ryan Seacrest got fifteen million and and Simon Cowell got a three year deal at like twenty million a year or whatever? Those guys make the show. Paula Abdul, you know what she's going to say? Oh, you were great. You have talent. You know, we know what's going to go down there. So so yeah, she held out for more money. She quit via Twitter. I saw her tweets come in. It's pretty funny. Did she quit or did she get fired? Uh, she quit. She she went on Twitter. She was in negotiations. They were melting down. She went on Twitter and, and just said, announced, I've decided not to go with American Idol. So the American Idol executives ran with that. And they're like, cool. So so what did they do? They go and they get Victoria Beckham, you know, from the Spice Girls. Yeah. To, to fill in for her for free. Okay, so here here's the deal. So, so Paula Abdul leaves... They get someone who's younger, smarter, probably... Much hotter. Yeah, a lot hotter for free. So, I don't know. I guess... Uh, she's she's doing it for free? What What's her deal? I, I'm sure it's a publicity thing or something, but she's like the stand-in judge or whatever. If I was Paula Abdul, I'd do it for free because she's hawking that jewelry on QVC. Oh, she is? Yeah. With, like with Joan Rivers? Yeah. 
Like, all that shit she wears, like, she's always clattering and shit. Like, yeah, that's junk-ass jewelry, too, man. Yeah, that's the shit she sells on QVC. I did I think not she know. Put out, yeah, she put out a book, I think. Hmm. None of that shit would have came around if it wasn't for American Idol. Yeah, and, and to, sit, to sit there and do what she does and get paid that kind of money, $7 million a year, fuck, I'll do it for half of that. I'll do it for a fourth of that. Well, she was getting five, and I heard they didn't want to give her any kind of raise. Yeah, they, she got him up to seven, I think. But I would have done it for like seven hundred thousand. I would do it for seven. <laughs> I know, no if kidding. I could, huh? If I could sell the jewelry and write the books, mm-hmm. I would. Shit. I wonder what that Cara Diaguardi bitch is getting. She's probably getting like hundred. She's like the fourth judge, and she she's she's actually a little better than Paula. I think she's got more of an opinion. You know? Paula sucks, doesn't she? Like gives reviews on people that weren't even on stage. Yeah, yeah. She like, and she, but she's funny when she comes in drunk. I'll give her that. Like her drunk, drug-addled self is pretty cool. But um, but yeah. So Paula, Paula Abdul is history, and it'll be interesting to see how what the, island she dies on. No, no. She'll do it on the Bahamas, like uh, yeah, Nicole, or maybe. Aruba. <laughs> no, she'll she'll probably die alone in her apartment, bloated on propofil or whatever that stuff's called. That Michael Jackson. Propofil. Propofil, whatever. But um, but yeah. I just know because I've been trying to get some. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm 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 actually looking forward to trying that one day. I don't know. So propofil, it's just a anesthetic. Yeah, I'm sure I probably had it for my knee surgery or something. I don't even think they use they use sodium pentothal. I think. Oh most. well, then why was he using pro? What is it, propofil? Because he's Michael fucking Jackson, man. Yeah, but is that he's not going to use regular fucking anesthetic? He wants the cool shit that they probably only use like in cancer, bold, like. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, I wonder if it got him high. Because I mean, all it's doing is helping him sleep, right? Sleep is sleep. So how you get there does it really matter? No, but what I'm thinking is the other thing they're saying in his drugs are like Xanax and Uh benzodiazepines. Uh And I'm guessing what he did did was, I'm sure he did like painkillers. He's always had that painkiller addiction supposedly because when he burned his head. Uh What I'm guessing is he used that anesthetic. He put him, I think he just put himself out for days on end to like do like a chemical detox while he'd just be under while his body detoxed off those medicines. This is just my theory you know just like everybody but this is what i think he'd do he'd do that for days get be able to get to sleep and then he'd be totally off the opiates and off the xanax type medicine then he can go do those again and get high again rather than just be getting well oh hmm interesting that's my theory that's kind of out there though you know i mean to 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 do that to help you through your withdrawals he's so he's basically you're saying he's basically sleeping through his withdrawals Right. I think that's less out there than hanging out with a monkey and molesting children, but... Yeah, speaking of that, and this is kind of off the agenda, but did you read my blog on that Omar body kid, that the guy that they were saying, that, that was at Jackson's funeral and like TMZ and everybody was saying, oh, this is Michael's son? Yeah. And, and then finally the kid goes out and makes a statement. He says, oh, no, my family and I were vacationing in Tunisia and we met Michael Jackson and he was he was so stricken with me that he moved my family... <laughs> from wherever they lived and you know, I, I, I can't remember where they're from they're from like Finland or somewhere and so he moved Michael Jackson moved the guy the kid at the time he was maybe 10 or 11 and his family to Neverland Ranch gave the parents fluff jobs gave them a cabin on the Neverland Ranch and kept the kid in his bedroom now that's a little strange Everything about the guy is strange. You know. It just makes me think of that old, that earthquake, mm-hmm. his old comedy routine, like mm-hmm. talking about his family was so broke that they probably would have thrown him at Michael Jackson. <laughs> Go on, take one for the team. <laughs> we stricken with poverty. <laughs> I don't think Michael Jackson really liked the, the black boys, though. Yeah, that's what they're he saying. Liked, like. He liked the white boys. But yeah, I mean, so for anyone who's thinking that Jackson wasn't a pedophile... Come on, why would you meet a kid on, on a, a fleeting chance that you meet this guy for maybe half an hour or whatever, and the guy is so stricken, you're such an awesome kid, and he's not a pedophile, but he's going to like move your family to the U.S. and have you sleep in his bedroom? Well, Michael Jackson loves children. He was denied a childhood, and he wanted to give that kid a childhood. Yeah, right. It's that simple. <laughs> he, he wanted to give him something, all right. But um, 
Yeah, I'm not, I think it was more of a lesson in adulthood than a childhood. But um, but yeah, it's creepy. So the so the kid has been like friends with Michael Jackson since he was like ten or eleven years old. One thing I heard was he was one of his kids. Is supposedly his dad was a the original Oliver Twist. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the original Oliver Twist. That guy um, is was Michael Jackson's friend, and he's coming out saying he donated sperm for the for the girl Paris. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he's saying, and then he so put, he's how does he hook up with that guy? Like, does he just like all child stars, whether or not they're grown up? I don't know, because the original Oliver Twist was a long time 1967, ago. 1967, I think they said. Yeah, and and you figure he was like maybe 10, 11, 12 years old then. Yeah, because he's supposedly the parent. He thinks he's the parent of Paris. He's the godfather of Paris. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he, um, I don't know. Well, how how did Michael Jackson hook up with Miko Brando, you know? True. I guess there's just these people in Hollywood that you just, you know, they just hang on, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I just I just thought that this is it's interesting to read Omar Body's background with Michael Jackson and not and not realize what's going on there, you know. So for for everyone who's out there, you know, worshiping Michael Jackson, really, I mean, he saved the children. <laughs> is, isn't that over now? Like, isn't it cool to bag on him? Like, I see the regular talk show hosts make jokes now. I think I, I think we're done. Yeah, I think I think we're over the whole. Oh my God, Michael's dead. You know, so because I, I saw on that Joan Rivers roast the other night, didn't they make a couple Michael Jackson jokes? Uh, I don't know. I think someone made some. I'm sure they had to. Yeah. Because it's plastic surgery. A white woman. If they if they were made, they might have been cut out. I don't remember one off the top of my head. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, anyways, Omar Body. Um, Twitter the other day had a, was out, um, they had a distributed denial of service attack. It sucks it wasn't the day that Paul Abdul tried to quit. <laughs> that would have been funny. But, but what do you think, like, because I got up in the morning, I usually get up in the morning and I see, I see what celebrities have sent out twitters that i that i can laugh at you know and then i flag them as favorites so that i can i can just like maybe post about them later or publish a blog about them or something you know and and i i go to my twitter and it's down and i'm like okay whatever so then i moved to my facebook and that was slow apparently they also had a distributed denial of service on facebook too um but um but what do you think like like imagine like tia tequila you know who's always on Twitter or Heidi Montag or somebody like they get up in the morning and Twitter's down. Imagine the panic. <laughs> yeah, that's when I would turn to propofil. I would just put myself out until Twitter was back on. I could start the Pussy Power Army back. <laughs> that's tight. that's Tia Tequila's little thing to get in the hot topics or whatever. But um, but yeah, your blog on on Heidi Montag was pretty funny and pretty accurate because she first of all is completely batshit crazy you know yeah. insane um and um yes i didn't know she was that famous like i thought she was a real nobody but like since i like know who she is from twitter i saw her starting posting that like the alex Jones leaks that he that like 9-11 was an inside job and obama's like a i don't know some kind of dictator that's gonna take our souls at some point Mm-hmm. That's when I really la- like started following her or uh, seeing what she was writing, mm-hmm. and uh, I now I hear people like I'll be watching TV and they'll talk about they'll make a joke about Heidi and Spence and I'll realize that like wow these people really are relevant and that's scary. See, I don't, I don't even I haven't even seen that yet. I still don't understand what the Hills was about. Evidently, and- it was like the highest rated. MTV series or something like really? that. Really? Well, yeah. that doesn't say much. I mean, come on. MTV has, hasn't has put out jack shit in years. Yeah, but like the first real world, the original punks, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. But, um... Making the band four? Yeah. <laughs> Making the band four. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I still, I still don't get her relevance. So is... Is she an actress? Because McCain called her a great actress, and I thought it was like a reality show. Talented actress, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a reality show. I think they play people that live in the hills. Oh, 
They don't actually okay. live in the hills. They live in like La Cienega. Cause I don't mm. think they can be that rich. If she's posing for Playboy this young, uh-huh. in Playboy usually is when you do at the end of your career if you're actually famous. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Unless she's trying to to like shed her image of being like holier than thou. But if you Google her, I mean, it's all pictures of her in bathing suits and sticking her ass out and her tits out. It's not like she's like Miss. No, you know what I mean? She's not like that clean cut. So I don't know why she would do that. I don't think she's naked in the magazine, but on the cover, she's covered in dirt. The Playboy bunnies written on her stomach. Uh, it's nope. the, the hills are alive, Heidi Monte. Now, wait a minute, because in the Wikipedia, I'm looking at it right now, it says it's a reality show. Oh, really? I don't know. Like it I says, said, I didn't even know who she was till a couple says, ago. The Hills is a reality program that follows the personal lives of several young people living in Los Angeles, California. The pro- no program, way. blah, blah, blah. It follows the personal life of former Laguna Beach star Lauren Conrad as she moved to Los Angeles. What the fuck is this? So is Heidi from Laguna? Because Laguna Beach is fake. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. What do you mean Laguna Beach is fake? That was a scripted show. Oh, that's a show? Yeah. Laguna Beach, isn't it? Oh, I, I never heard of it. Um, it sounds like one. I like Laguna Beach. I don't. I grew up in El Toro. Well, I didn't grow up there. I went to high school in El Toro, and um, so Laguna Beach was right around the corner. And it's awesome. Just, are you kidding? It's, it's like the a, best beach in California. Oh, okay. As far as the actual go, beach, yeah. Yeah, okay, but... Oh, the area is like... Try ups- growing up with those upscale, ritzy, yeah. Republican housewives whores. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's what you're surrounded by there. I'm just talking Although, about the actual beach is so beautiful, and then, like, if you keep going north on it, from Laguna, that's where, like, you know, that video for Sublime, Badfish, mm-hmm. where he's out on the rock? That's yeah. right there, and you can, like, swim out to that huge rock, and it's just, like, they keep it clean. It's it's a nice beach. Well, most of the beaches, once you head south, you know, once you get past, like, um, San Pedro, or Long Beach, you got to get past Long Beach, and then the beaches start getting really nice. Well, where's, uh, like, the one of the nastiest beaches I've ever been to is Venice Beach. That's that's Venice Beach is definitely a nasty beach, but you got to figure it's in a hugely populated area. Yeah, the sand glows in the like if you step on it, it glows for a second. It's got yeah. like glow in the dark algae. It's fucking nasty. Yeah, and it's got well, and and you know where I'm from, the South Bay area, San Pedro, Redondo. If you run around the beach, you get that oil tar on your feet. And yeah, that, you know that goes all the, the way up to like Santa Barbara. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no. This, this beaches once you head towards South do get kind of clean. Once you actually got to get past Seal Beach because that's the Navy base. Once you get past there, you're in Laguna and everything south from there is really nice. Then you get to San Onofre and they have the nuclear reactor. Right on. <laughs> but um, anyway, so Heidi Heidi Montag, your new best friend. Did you tweet to her your article? No. Oh, you got to do that. I don't want to justify her existence. I just every so often I'll just say cunt or whore to her, and then when I see him, then then I say the same thing to Spence, and then when I see him say something about the negativity, I just think they're talking about me, and I get kind of happy. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like tweet the article to her and say, "I cannot believe what this guy is saying about you, Heidi. This is just so wrong." Yeah, use a word like, "Can you believe this? This heck." Use like a, a, a non-dirty word, like "look at this." Gosh shucks. darn it! This this guy is is one horrible person, you know, or something like yeah. golly, golly, geez. yeah. Use golly or <laughs> use some word that you'd find in like a nineteen fifties fucking <laughs> Disney movie. Well, I know where to go for that language, but um, so, anyways, Squeaky from released from prison on the sixteenth. And she, Squeaky Fromm is the the woman who was in the Manson family, Lynette Fromm, and nicknamed Squeaky by Manson. And um, she wasn't involved in the Tate-LaBianca murders or any of the murders that, that the family, um, people in the family were convicted for. But um, in the 70s, she did, she did attempt to kill President Ford. How'd she do that? She snuck a, somehow snuck a gun past around the Secret Service she got really close up to Ford and then I think she didn't know how to shoot the gun so she didn't pull I don't know much about guns you pulled um, the trigger no not pull the trigger but it was like an automatic and she didn't pull she didn't do something so that the ammunition dropped into the into the chamber 
Mm. And so the gun never went off. So that makes sense now when you see people on the news complaining that that guy brought a gun to where the president was at? Yeah. Why that might be out of line? I actually knew the story. I just wanted to ask you why, how she did it so I could bring that up. Oh, yeah. So it kind of might be wrong to bring a gun to a presidential event, like a town yeah. hall that the president's at. Well, now, who that, was the guy that did the interview? It was Chris... Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. And, and he had a funny, funny question. So the story behind that is that recently, like in the past day or so... Um, Today today was obama there yeah okay he was in the event the guy wasn't in the event he was outside the event right so the guy comes and he brings a sign something about blood and tyranny or something yeah it said it's time to water the trees of liberty and the quote is the trees of liberty are watered by the blood of tyrants Mm -hmm. and he was saying obama was a tyrant yeah okay so and the guy brings a handgun now granted it was a registered handgun right yeah, it's legal to have handguns, but like Chris Matthews says, you can chew gum in church, you can ride on a pogo stick, but why, in his words, uh, what did he say, why did you bring the goddamn gun? Which you know Fox <laughs> News is going to have on there. They're yeah. going to say, look at him using the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, of course. But um, but yeah, I guess the guy's a libertarian that brought the gun. That's what he said. Libertarian's a new code word. It used to be independent. For Republican. Yeah, because yeah, that's what all Republicans used to say, oh, I'm independent. Like right. and then O'Reilly got caught registering as a Republican, so now they all say, "Oh no, I'm a libertarian," which is basically I'm a Republican, but I don't care if you're gay. Right, right. It just a libertarian believes in no taxes, free market. There's less government, the better. I mean, there's now, some things I like about libertarianism, but they'll never be practiced ever. The things that would be practiced are the things like flat tax and all this other bullshit. Libertarians, they remind me of like. Um, Armed, they're like armed Republicans. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? They're like, want to be armed. like I picture the Unabomber or anyone going into like a terrorist camp or whatever to be a libertarian. But um, now our, our friend of the show, Bob Freeman, is says he's libertarian on Facebook. No way. He says he's independent, doesn't he? Is that what he says? Yeah, he said independent. Oh, that's right, independent. Yeah, but but we don't. And then he Freeman. changed it to Freemanism after we started fucking with him about it. Yeah, because he's not an independent. He's no. very Republican. He's very yeah. right wing. He's and like Fox News. Like he was against the president. And you could see, or he was for the president for eight years. Just yeah. everything about the president, and you shouldn't talk bad about the president. And the second it was Obama, everything about the president was bad. Where he went to the opera was bad. Everything was bad about the president. Yeah, it's like a day and night switch, and they still claim to be fair and balanced. And so does Freeman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, no Freeman. There's nothing fair and balanced about him. You know. He's as fair and balanced as Drudge, Matt Drudge is. <laughs> right. Well, he spends the same amount of time balanced between the sleeping book. and drinking, yeah. That's <laughs> well, the and surfing TMZ in the Drudge Report, you know? Right. Um, but anyway, so um, back to Squeaky From. I, I did hear that she's headed towards um, Corcoran to go live near where Manson's at. I don't know if that's a rumor or not. I haven't confirmed that. Makes sense. But what do you, what do you think of her getting out of, of of prison? I mean, she attempted to assassinate the president. Yeah. I mean, if she, if, I don't know what she went through in jail. Like, if she followed her programs and got, when you go to prison, you go there on a certain classification. You're like, you go in a certain yard, and when you're there, you have to work programs, and you work from the medium to the minimum. You work your way up. Right. If she's done all that and she's been repentant, and when we get to the interview, that's one thing that I want to talk to you about, is if she's been repentant and she's saying, look, I did this and this wrong, then the parole board has to look at that and say, okay, she's done all of her work, she's done everything, right. we're supposed to be corrections. So, yeah, if she's repentant, that's the main thing for parole is you have to go in front of the judge and say, yeah, I'm sorry for what I did, even if you didn't do it. Right. There's been good shows about like people that were, you know, they knew that the people, they were cleared by DNA, mm-hmm. and they, they, they couldn't appeal anymore, but they, were, uh, they got DNA, and they were proven that they didn't, do, they didn't do it, and the only way to get out was parole, and they had to go for it and say, yeah, I'm really sorry for this. I didn't do it, but I'm really sorry I did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, Squeaky Fromm was moved from California to Texas because she stabbed um, another inmate. See, that would would make me think that she wouldn't be eligible for parole. The inmate didn't die. Still. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the president didn't die. Yeah. So she's never murdered anybody, put it that way. 
But um, but it's why she was moved to a facility in Texas because she was born and raised in California, and, and her crimes. Well, no, I think she committed a crime in Washington, but um, I guess in federal prison, it doesn't matter where they put you, does it? In terms of what? Pearl? In terms of, I mean, you could be federal prison, no matter, regardless of where you committed your crime, they can send you anywhere, right? Yeah, some states don't even have federal prisons. Right, okay. And if you're like supermax, there's like probably five states that have supermax prisons. Right. So it just all depends on your crime and where they place you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, she's apparently still kept her ideals all these years. You gotta give her credit for that, you know? Yeah. So, um, now... No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I don't gotta give her any credit whatsoever. Well, come on. I mean, that, that's the thing about Manson all these years. Yeah, he's I don't give same, him any credit either. He's got the same ideals now than he had in the 60s. So let's talk about that's Manson. That's why he'll die in so, jail. So here's the thing about Manson. So last week... We had two things going on. We had Squeaky From um, was paroled, or she will be paroled on August 16th. And this past weekend was the anniversary of the Tate Lobb Bianca murders. Um, so on on Monday, my, my interview that I did with Manson that I've um, aired on the podcast before, it's on an earlier version. You guys can go look it up if you need to. But um, I, I actually offered it to Hustler. And Hustler declined my interview. So, anyway, so then um, Thursday Night Magazine picked it up, um, and they transcribed it, and it's it's in their magazine on their website. Um, and as a result, a Canadian a, a Canadian show. I guess they're actually in the Commonwealth. So I think they're international: Canada, England, probably Belize or wherever. But. Um, a host from a Canadian talk show named Andrew Crystal, who the producer described as the Canadian Howard Stern, by the way. Yeah, but that's how they describe every <laughs> Yeah, it's show. like... He was nothing like, like Howard It's Stern. like the Mexican Madonna, right? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, got, the way they I, des- I listened to it, and the way they described the channel was a news channel. Uh-huh. And it seemed, he seemed really right-wing. Now, people um, have commented back to me that the guy sounded more like Tom Snyder. <laughs> I thought he just sounded like a fucking yeah. I guess Tom Snyder, any kind of yeah. just news host on a has to fill four hours on a FM station, not an AM station. He's not like a Rush Limbaugh where he's pontificating on stuff. Well, he kind of is, but he's he's cooler because he's Canadian. But yeah. well, so anyways, um, so he asked me to do his show Monday morning, so I was on his show for an hour. Um, he interviewed me about my dealings with Manson. Um, we took some calls, and I, I, I'm having a hard time listening to it back, but but Chris, your comment to me was basically that I came across as a Manson apologist. Yeah, and I think you might be wanted in Canada. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You broke the law in Canada. <laughs> How so? Um, you said Scientology was the biggest cult out there? Uh-huh. And under Section 319 of the Criminal Code of Canada, it's illegal to publicly incite hatred against people based on their color, race, religion, <laughs> ethnic origin, or sexual orientation. <laughs> I didn't say. You said no, I didn't say I hate them. Is I'm just the saying. the cult out there. How is that hate? That is that not a message. That hatred. Hate. I, I, I don't like the. I might love there. cults. Uh, well, it seemed like you did after that interview. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I was just making a point that. That I thought it was funny that Manson in the '60s claimed to be a Scientologist. Well, he studied Scientology in jail, which I haven't talked to him about, and I plan to. You know, I'd, I'd like to because I would like to know: Did Manson teach Scientology a thing or two, or did they teach him? <laughs> so I didn't even know Scientology was around back then. I had to look that up. No, actually, it's been. You know, I was born in the '60s in Southern California, and I can remember those guys on the street coming up to me and wanting wanting us to take personality tests. When I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, those guys were hanging out. Mm. And, um, you know, it's all about, hey, here's a personality test. And what they do is they get you back to their headquarters and say, okay, here's your personality. Um, We can send you to these classes and teach you how to do this, this, and this. You know, it's how they kind of reel people in. Mm. It's with this free personality test. I don't know if they still do it or not. But, um, but so anyway, so I was on the, I was on the, the show. Um, you also said bitch. Did that get bleeped? You know what? I haven't I haven't gotten that far. I've only listened they actually published the the audio from the the radio station 
on YouTube, on Thursday Night Magazine's YouTube. Mm-hmm. And and actually, I was quoting Susan Atkins, I think, when she when she was stabbing Sharon Tate, and Sharon Tate was begging for the life of her baby, and, and Susan Atkins said, I have no mercy for you, bitch. Yeah. I think you can say bitch on radio, though. You can't hear. I kind of know candidates are strict about their freedom of speech. They don't really have a freedom of speech until yeah. 1992. They, they, what are they, you looking up all this Canadian stuff? Yeah, because I, I thought you might be wanted. When you said that thing about, because I, I just remember a bunch of radio shows got like, remember how Stern got shut off in Canada? Oh, really? Bunch of, yeah. Oh. He hasn't been in Canada forever. That's why I think it's so funny that that one guy we know from Canada listens to the show. Yeah, our buddy Modane. Yeah. We can, we can say Modane. Okay, I didn't want to really give him any kind of... Oh, come on. Plus, if he's in Canada, I don't want to talk about sexual orientation, because, again, that's against the criminal code of Canada. But, yeah, they they got kicked out of Canada, like, in the 90s, Mm because there was no real freedom of speech. I mean, there is, but it it didn't come around until, like, 1992. Well, he's back on now in Sirius. Sirius, you know, broadcasting Canada, so... But that was a big fucking thing to get him back. They were he, right when he went on. It who wasn't on there mm-hmm. until like they, they were in negotiations till like his first day. Because mm. when they did that high pitch Eric thing, right, right, <laughs> taking a shit that he that wasn't on there. Hmm. On Serious Canada. Huh. Interesting. So I wonder if they did bleep me. Well, I'll I'll try and listen. I'm having a hard time getting through it because I don't think I came across very well. But um. But I'll try and get through it and, and figure out if they bleeped bitch or not. Um, I think it well. I just thought I just disagreed with some of the things you said. Right, because I said because he asked me if if I thought if I felt Manson should be paroled, and I said yes. Right. Not all. Well, he didn't kill anybody. See, that's my whole thing. Is that uh, is the, that's questionable? I mean, there's the drug dealer, there's the other people, okay. but he wasn't convicted of those people. Okay, so let's he, throw that he out. He did not kill anybody that we know of. That we can that we cannot prove that Manson. The law in every state of the union says that if you if you conspire to do something, then you you actually committed that crime. It doesn't matter if it's selling drugs. It doesn't matter if it's prostitution. It doesn't matter if it's. I mean, they process most of the mobsters that are arrested are, are arrested on RICO statutes, which is all. You know that's all kinds of conspiracy. So, the the, the he definitely well, deserves to be in jail. I'm I'm just saying I don't necessarily agree that it was even conspiracy because like even even if you read even if you believe Bugliosi right which and, I do which, which which we'll get into that too because I I have some serious thoughts on your 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 belief system in Bugliosi but but um so even if you believe what Bugliosi said. Uh, you know his 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 what he pieced together and thought happened. Manson never said, "Go take this knife and go kill this person." He he would say like, "Paint paint me a picture." You yeah, know, but he, then he'd, he'd, he'd give you acid and train you to mean paint the pig. Paint a picture means you're killing people. He he trained people to kill. That's what they did on that ranch. Bugliosi never said that. Yes, he did. Where did this come out? Seriously. That, there's a book called Helter Skelter. I've read the book Helter Skelter. And you didn't read about how he like trained them to kill and how they death was life and how when you're killing Sharon Tate and cutting her tits off, that was really bringing him into life and they all had that same kind of language they spoke. That was uh, how he convicted, how he got 12 people to believe that he did it. That was the whole, that was what how he got convicted? No, this is this is the first I've I've heard of this. But about what? What have you never heard of? He told them to cut Sharon Tate's tits off. Well, that was just that was explaining what happened. But he when they were talking about death, death mm-hmm. is life. You, you don't remember that from the book at all? What you don't think preachers say that? Well, and and get in a car with you or get Patricia Kringwood or whatever her name is to go drive somewhere. I mean, it was it was planned out. I believe so, and it was a proven for in a court of law. Granted, it was in the sixties. And... Well, that's your argument that it was proven in a court of law, so that's why. It's he's one of my arguments, law. and just from reading, I believed what the prosecutor had to say. I don't believe he was biased. I mean, he's he's been on both sides of a lot of issues, and I agree with right. him on some, and not, not on the others. But I agree with him on this, just because. Because you want to. No, I don't. I, yes, Manson do. would be a guy that I would have latched onto. I, I like, I mean, I like counterculture people. I like a lot of the. I like the hippie movement. I like the prankster movement. I like a lot of the uh, bad things you would think that came out of the '60s. Manson would just be another guy that I could, in some way, somewhat latch onto. But I just don't. 
I just think what he did was bad. Even if he never killed anybody, all the dr- the drugs to the fifteen year old girls, all the fucking orgies that went on. And again, I'm just basing that off the reports. No, and and that was the '60s. First off, I mean, it was a whole different culture. I don't care if it was the 1860s. You don't suck children's penises. Now, how do we know that happened? Seriously, did any because children come forward? Did any people come forward? Have any children as adults come forward and said, yes, Manson sucked my penis? Have any children come forward as adults and said, Michael Jackson sucked your penis? Yes. Who, as an adult, came forward but, and said that? Oh, as an adult? Yeah, that's um, None to my knowledge. Uh-huh. But but that's not my point. I mean, they said it as kids. Did any kids come forth and say Michael or that Charles Manson made me go into well, this orgy and suck my penis? I mean, it's been a while since I read the book, but he introduced evidence to say to to, to lend to the orgy. See, you you can't you can't see to me. You can't take an attorney's word as the gospel. That's that's just as I don't bad as taking the gospel. But that's just as bad you know, as taking as taking Manson's word for the gospel, which I don't. I, I think there's kind of there's probably somewhere in the middle that, that these stories meet. I think Bugliosi made a lot of money off of this trial. He got a lot of notoriety from being the prosecutor on, on this trial. He had his I, I mean he had his agenda and he met his agenda and he's and Bugliosi has got a lot of fame, a lot of notoriety and a lot of money from this. You know? I mean I, I just I I just find it hard to take someone's word for for what it is when they're making that much money off of it. You well, know? here's the thing. I've heard Bugliosi speak, and I've read other books that he's written when mm-hmm. he talks about prosecuting Bush for uh, mm-hmm. murder. He wrote a book okay. like that, and I read that I whole book. I agree with that. Let me I, no, real quick. Okay. Is that cool? Um, no. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I've read, I've read that book, and it's a good book, and I, I liked his thoughts. I also heard your interview with Charles Manson. I've heard him interviewed a lot of times, mm-hmm. and if I had to agree with one or the other – or meet anywhere near the middle, I'm going to go with Vincent Bugliosi, or anywhere near anything Vincent Bugliosi has to say, than anything fucking Manson has to say, because he's just so fucking psychotically nuts. It just, the, everything he says makes me believe Bugliosi more. Okay, but Every check this out. Mouth, I, I, be- I believe I what Bugli- Bugliosi went out, and he, and he made a very bold statement and said, George Bush should be tried for war crimes. I agree with that. One hundred percent. But you also agree that when Manson said that he should throw babies in the fire. Well, I thought he was talking about abortion, though. <laughs> it doesn't I, I'm, matter. I'm, what he's... I'm totally pro-abortion. I thought. I, I mean, and maybe I took it wrong. It's it's ver- sometimes it's hard to understand Manson because he speaks in metaphors a lot. You know. Right. So when you want to err on what to agree with and what not to, I'm going to say, not gonna okay, take, if he's talking about I'm throwing babies in the I'm not taking Bugliosi. <laughs> I'm disbelieving anything Manson has to say. Okay. So do you agree with Bugliosi when Bugliosi, when, when Susan Atkins, now keep in mind, Susan Atkins is the woman who stabbed to death Vincent Froyoski or whatever his name was. And Sharon Tate. She was the one who stabbed Sharon Tate repeatedly and told Sharon Tate, that she wouldn't save the baby because she had no mercy for her. So when Bugliosi recently, when Susan Atkins came up for parole because she had brain cancer, and Deborah Tate, who was Sharon Tate's sister, was was adamantly saying, no, this woman gave my sister no mercy, so this woman gets no mercy. But Bugliosi goes on television and says, yeah, she she should get paroled, no problem. Do you agree with that? I don't know. I don't even know. I what do you I, mean I you believe don't know? I believe Patricia Crank or whatever her name is, Kerwinkle or whatever her name is, because uh-huh. she seemed to clean up. She didn't carve any fucking swastikas in her head. Uh-huh. So when I looked at her, I believed her story, and I didn't believe the people that shaved their heads and had swastikas in the middle. That was my reasoning, and I stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> so you you believe one of the nutcases that was there that night too? I'm not even sure that I believe that Linda Kasabian had nothing to do with any of these murders. You know. I don't even know that. I don't remember I mean, she, the story. She, it was her testimony. Think about this. It was Linda Kasabian's testimony as an eyewitness that got that basically got everyone in the family who was convicted of these murders convicted. Oh, but, that's who I'm confusing with Patricia Krenwick, actually. Kasabian. See, you don't even have your facts right. No, I'm, I'm not talking about <laughs> facts right. You're the one who went on, on the radio, and you should have more facts about this. I'm not going to even talk about facts you might have wrong. <laughs> but Linda Kasabian was was the was the one who came up and said, you know, I I was there at the scene. I didn't stab anybody, but here's what happened. I I first off don't believe that she that that they would let her be at that scene without stabbing anybody, right? 
Well, he I was mean, maybe, he didn't stab anybody, according to who? you. Who? Ma- Manson, or at the second at the second killing. Manson was, wasn't at the Tate murders at all. Manson at never. Killing. I'm talking about. First off, I'm talking about Tate. So, mm. so um, so Kasabian goes and testifies and gets everyone convicted. She was the driver, right? It no, make- Tex was the driver. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, um, anyways, so Linda Kasabian um, testifies against them, and everyone's found guilty. But and her testimony got her, I think, life with witness protection, a change of name, um, probably a good settlement from the prosecution. I mean, she got paid off too. Her agenda was matched as well. You know. Would you hang out with uh, George Manson? Like outside of a prison setting, would you George go to the Manson? park with him, Charles Manson? Yeah, whatever his name is, Manson. Absolutely, I, I would. I would live next door to Charles Manson. Really? I don't. Would have you a let problem. Michael Jackson take care of your kids? How is that? How I'm, is that even asking, remotely related? Questions. I'm just asking. How are they no, related? I would Manson not was let... convicted. Michael walked. You don't see people walking around with Manson on their cell phone ringtones, do you? You hear well, Michael that, Jackson? That just that just shows you that sometimes sometimes. They get it wrong. Sometimes the courts get it wrong. You know? I mean, look at all the guys that are released who, you know, based on DNA evidence. Sure. Something I brought up earlier in the conversation. Oh, you did? Yeah. When I was talking about parole, which Manson has never been any, he's never had any remorse for any part of this. He's. Ne- I don't think he's ever wanted parole, to be honest with you. I, I, I was well, actually I, reading. Well, I agree with that, too, because back when he was in Chillicothe, in Ohio, and he, they, mm-hmm. I think the radio guy brought that up too. When they were going to let him out of prison, he didn't want to get out. Yeah, no, I, yeah, he, actually, he was quoted, and this was before the murders, when he when he was getting out of prison in his twenties, mm-hmm. he didn't want to get out because he'd spent most of his life in, excuse me, in a facility of some sort. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't think Manson has ever really made a serious attempt to get paroled, and I don't think he will ever get paroled. He's definitely going to die in prison. But if he were paroled, I I wouldn't have a problem with it. That's my point. Here's other questions I have just from the interview. I mean, we're okay. going to have to agree to disagree whether or not Manson should, all that stuff. I think we both okay. state our case. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, in the interview, you said something to the effect of, uh, he asked you if you thought Charlie Manson was gay. And you said, well, I do think he had a hatred towards women. Or I think he might have had some resentment towards women or something to that effect. And then you said, so yeah, I do believe he's gay. Do you think that most gay people either hate women, have a natural resentment towards women? No. That's not what I'm, that's not what I meant by that. No. What I meant by that was, okay, for example, you know your friend who's friends with Kiers Anderson? Your buddy Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what it made me think of, actually. Okay, that's what that's I was, what I was getting at. How, how, yeah. how, how your buddy Robert has... Has like an underlying hatred. Culture. He's not my buddy. <laughs> I know. I'm just being. I'm just trying to be funny. But um, how he has this underlying kind of hatred towards women, and he's probably a very repressed homosexual. That's my. If I had to psychoanalyze the guy, that's what I would say because of his his general dislike towards women. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like Matt Drudge, how he's like a self hating okay. homosexual. That, that's no, that's it. what I meant. I didn't mean. So you're, it's like all all brown trees are still trees but not all things that are brown are necessarily trees is what you're saying that sounds good okay i understand I so some, some gay people you. hate hate women but just because you hate women doesn't mean you're gay right exactly okay. there you go i understand and 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 i'm i i'm i think I, and and i also think i said he could be asexual meaning he doesn't he's not partial to either sex that's asexuals like the person we talked about before doesn't have sex with anybody. If you have sex with both, you're well, either bisexual or pansexual. What I would think it mean? Pansexual. pansexual. Okay, that sounds yeah. that sounds right. Pansexual means you'll stick your dick in anything. Okay, then that's what I meant. I didn't okay. mean I didn't mean asexual in that case. I just meant I don't carry the way. Now it sounds kind of like I'm gay and I'm sticking up for like gay rights or something. I was just <laughs> not to bring up Robert. No, no, and I, I totally didn't didn't mean it to come across like that. Did it come across like that? No, I just okay. the only reason it popped out to me is because I heard you say it before about that guy we were just talking about. Okay, yeah. But I don't want to up. So, so yeah, okay. And you said you had another question. Um, did you know I was in the same hospital as Charlie Manson? When? I, back when I was a kid, I used to always go to Cincinnati General, and I guess that's where he was born. He was born there. Yeah, Cincinnati oh. General Hospital. And then when he went to jail, 
he if I would have went to jail a little bit earlier in Cincinnati, I would have went the same place as him. Then ah. I always thought I was in the same boys town as him, but I think he, now that I'm reading this, he was in the boys town in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. But I always thought I was in the same one as him because I went to a boys town when I was in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And uh, there was a rumor that that he had been there, uh-huh. just like there's a rumor he's been in every jail there. But uh, nope. I wonder if they have like. You know, when you go to Vegas and you stay in a hotel in a room sometimes, and they'll have a plaque that says, like, Elvis slept here, somebody slept here, whatever. I, I don't know about that, but I know he's, like, like you were mentioning in that interview, he's kind of a celebrity in jail. Mm-hmm. He, he really is. Like, and I'm not just talking about the jail he's in, Cochran or Corcoran, however you say it. Mm-hmm. In every jail, he's kind of, like, looked up to. I remember when I was in jail the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, you sent me a – I told people, I was like, yeah, my girlfriend interviewed Manson. And they mm-hmm. talked to me about it, but nobody believed me. And then you sent me a, a postcard about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why you can't get my phone calls. Oh, that's another thing from that phone call when you talked about your phone bill. Yeah. And you, meant the exact, you mentioned the exact same amount of money from when I was in jail when you are talking about talking to Charlie Manson. I was like, oh, God, please don't bring me up. <laughs> oh, no. I, I actually did want to give you a shout-out, but I wouldn't have done it in that sense. Right on. But um, but yeah, no, I I I should tell you about my phone bills recently. It was that's cool. Let's talk. It about took it later. me months to catch up on my phone bills. Not not just from you, but from from the whole Manson, Kenny Callahan series too. So like me, Manson, and Kenny Callahan. Yes. Oh, so he was in Terminal Island in San Pedro. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and so was Callahan too. That's the federal prison. Well, it was. I think they shut Terminal Island down. I don't know. But um. But anyway, so Manson's a celebrity in all prisons. So what did they th- what did they think of that? What did the inmates think of that? But it was just something like I don't know. He's kind of like I don't know Capone, Manson. I'm trying to think of other people that are famous in jail. Drug dealers, like I guess. Uh, he's just well known, and he's considered like a badass in jail because he talks shit. He doesn't care if he's getting out or not. That he's uh-huh. just looked up to in jails, especially prisons. Like the people when I was in the before when I was in the place where most people were going to prison mm-hmm. uh, before I got to the actual tent city mm-hmm. people really looked up to him there really? yeah especially that. remember the one guy that we talked about that bi- uh, that chin checked the other guy yeah uh, that was going to prison for nine years he was like really into Manson he was trying to get his hands on Helter Skelter and he just like a lot of people were really into him like a lot of people had the tattoo of just his eyes really? yeah that's like a real common oh, prison wow. tattoo I That's think it's like Noreño gangster tattoo. Like there's the Noreños, Sinoreños from California. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Noreños, a lot of them have, uh, which I don't understand because I guess Manson would be Southern California, wouldn't he? Yeah. I don't understand. But even Rican, he uses Manson a lot. I don't know if that might be a coincidence. So so, so when I sent you the postcards and I said, because I, what I said was, because the service in Arizona blocked blocked you from calling me. Yeah. And and I was still getting calls from Manson. Yeah. And well, even before that, I talked about it because, I mean, when you're in jail, one of the main things you talk about is what your girlfriend does, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that she exists and that, yeah. like, because half the people just make up girls and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I talked about it. Did they think you were bullshitting? Yeah, a lot of them did. I would if somebody told me that shit. I would. I mean, <laughs> so then I, did you show them the postcard then and say, yeah. and, and what did they, what did they say? They, By that, I was when I was already in Tent City. By the time oh, I got okay. that postcard, but yeah, it, it impressed some people. I turned them off the show that way. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't meet anybody that was really cool to interview the second time. That kind of sucked. Oh, that's too bad because Insight was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. We should actually do another call with him one of these days. Yeah, I haven't talked to him a little bit. I should. Yeah. Hit him up. Okay. So, anyways, well, let's wrap it up. Um, if you want to send me an email, you can write to editor at zzzlist.com. Check out our blog at zzzlist.com. Call our voicemail at 310-439-9979. On Twitter, zzzlist and autotk. And then I should also give a shout-out to uh, the magazine that published uh, my Manson piece, which is thursdaynightmagazine.com, and you can actually read it online there. Chris, do you have anything else? No, that guy from Thursday Magazine, he's, he was really cool. I liked him on that interview, too. Oh, yeah, Paul Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. he's the editor, and he, he was on the interview with me, and he was really cool, and um, 
That's yeah. one thing I want to make clear. I think you both were awesome considering what you were there to do. You were there to mm-hmm. kind of be the foil. You were there to be the Manson, the person that stuck up for Manson. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't mean to defend him too much. You know, I, I mean, I, I like him as a person. Personally, I, I like him. I enjoy talking to him. Um, I don't I, I don't agree with a lot of what they did as a group, you know, or as a cult or whatever. But individually, and, they're pretty cool people. Well, I don't know anybody but Manson. He's the only one I know. So I can't really speak for anybody else. I don't know. I don't know. I think Susan Atkins should should uh, should be tortured to slow death like she's going through right now with her brain cancer and her leg amputation. That's all. <laughs> so. So Susan anyway. Atkins and everybody that's a Scientologist die. No, I didn't say Scientologist. <laughs> only Tom Cruise. Yeah, that I'm, I agree. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh no, he sues, doesn't he? Fuck that. No, I'm save. Awesome. That's true. No, Tom is Tom is great. Loved you in Mission Impossible one through fifteen or whatever. Yeah. Um, congratulations on your son going into show business and um. Yeah, Drag no, you Tom, Tom Cruise is great. Yeah. Anyhow, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Your home is where you're happy. It's not where you're not free. Your home is where you can be what you are. They don't know how to be free, so burn all your bridges, leave your old life behind, you can't do what you want to do, cause you're strong in your mind, and anywhere you might wonder, you could make that your own. 